The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Sufficient for today is its own evil. If this biblical statement is not true for our times today, nothing is. We wake up, I'm told of a shooting in Charlotte at a Bible study. A young 20-year-old kid or so sits there for an hour and starts shooting, kills six people. Let a few children and some women go. Oh, they can say it's hate crimes. They can say it's this. You can say all kinds of things. Why can't you just say what it is? It's Satan. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. Don't worry about tomorrow. You just need to get through today with holiness. Mexico just did an exorcism. They did an exorcism for the whole country. Why are our bishops not calling for the same thing? It was written in 
they fired the first shot. Why aren't the bishops asking the priests to go stand on all four corners of abortion clinics and do exorcisms? We've already have an example in the book where four priests did do this. And with a short time, less and less people came and they had closed down financially. They couldn't make it. That's a pretty good incentive for having such a good example of a reality of a causation bringing about an effect. Why can't that be caught on when this book's been out for two years, every bishop across the country? Mexico's doing it. Oh, we don't want to be seen as hocus pocus. We're seen as such weak Christians now. Forget what people might think. You think this kid that just killed people didn't have the influence of the devil in his heart? And to what degree did he have a possession of Satan? We're in denial of this. I was raised in a time, and most and many people are, that we didn't have anything such as possessions. It wasn't there because where Christianity flourishes, where it's growing, where it's strong, it diminishes possession. Where it's weak, it increases. You think the guy on Spider-Man or whatever it was, playing the Joker or Batman, that's how little I keep up with this. I'm glad I don't know a lot of knowledge about it. Goes in a movie theater and kills people that wasn't under the influence of the devil. Of course he was. And you're telling me that you accept Bruce Jenner, who hears or thinks inside of him he has a woman in him, is not demonic? We've seen people in Medjugorje, a gender of a woman. Speaking with a man's voice. We've seen men speak with a woman's voice. The way they scream. And you're telling me, oh, this is just some kind of psychotic thing or hatred or it's just something that's so simply explained that it's just psychotic? No, as the diminishing of Christianity, our, our confidence in Christianity diminishes, Satan increases. It's demonic possession. Bruce Jenner, if he really hears a woman inside himself, he's crying out, he's a woman, he is possessed. And if you say, how do I know that? Well, it's the most logical reason for it. Because this guy was born a boy. He was raised as a teenage boy. He was an incredible athlete in the Olympics. The man of the world. He's nothing but man. And for everybody to play along with the stupidity and call him she and say, oh, I sympathize with that, that's what he feels, then you sympathize with the devil. God doesn't do this to people. And there are environmental conditions if you're raised between situations like that. But other than that, the devil's very involved with it. And he's very involved with it because he's messing up humanity. He's messing up mankind because he hates it. He hates the family. He hates the family so much that it's his number one goal without me knowing anything else about the family and why this is happening or any prophecy about it that it can be seen because Christ came through the institution of the family and it's the number one goal of Satan 
to take this family and destroy it, crush it, and make of it something else. On February 16, 2008, Cardinal Carlo Caffaro, Archbishop of Bologna, after a Mass celebrated at the tomb of St. Pio, granted an interview for the monthly magazine Voice of Padre Pio on March 2008. Following is a question that was asked among many significant excerpts. The question was, There is a prophecy of Sister Lucia of Fatima which concerns the final battle between the Lord and the kingdom of Satan. The battlefield is the family, life and the family. We know that you were given charge by John Paul II to plan and establish the Pontifical Institute for the studies on marriage and family. Cardinal Kafara responds by saying, Yes, I was. At the start of this work entrusted to me by the servant of God, John Paul II, now St. John Paul II, I wrote to Sister Lucia of Fatima through her bishop as I couldn't do so directly. Unexplainably, however, since I didn't expect an answer, seeing that I had only asked for prayers, I received a very long letter with her signature. Now in the Institute's archives, in it we find written, quote, The final battle between the Lord and the reign of Satan will be about marriage and the family. Don't be afraid, she added, because anyone who works for the sanctity of marriage and the family will always be fought and opposed in every way because this is the decisive issue. And then she concluded, However, Our Lady has already crushed its head. Talking also to John Paul II, you felt too that this was the crux as it touches the very pillar of creation, the truth of the relationship between man and woman among the generations. If the founding pillar is touched, the entire building collapses. And we see this now because we are at this point and we know it. Man today continues to imagine that he can live as if God didn't exist, and we see the devastation this has caused. It's amazing. We're still doing studies on the family in the Vatican. It blows me away. But it's good. At least we learned this from Sister Lucia of Fatima, that the family would be fought and opposed Severely. Is that why I said I want the fruits of the family to be seen one day? Is that why we were inspired from the very beginning of origin of, of Caritas to pray through the apparitions when our lady came in 1988 that she began to show us, you're praying for your nation's healing. I can't do that. I cannot heal your nation. Because the nation is made up of family. And the family is made up of individuals. When the individuals go astray, it's because the family's sick. And therefore, when the nation goes astray, it's because the family is sick. It hinges on the family. And we want to study it. Simply pray. Pray together. 50% divorce. If you pray together in a family, and if you go to church together in a family, if you do spiritual exercises together in a family, one in 1,000 are divorced. 
What does that say to you? You go from 50%, for those who just might just go to church course, you can even go in church, to one in 1,000 if you pray together, if you do spiritual things together. If you go to church and just attend that, and then you have your other life when you leave it, which most people do, you behave different at church than you do in your other life. Our lady doesn't want you just to go to church. That's not her plan. In fact, she's never said, go to church. Yes, she says attend Mass. But if you look at the overall plan of her, Our Lady, her plan is just real straightforward. I want you to be church when you're not at church. In other words, when we go out from church and we go throughout the whole week, we are the church. We are the people. And what you behave and what you do at church, you behave at your job, where you work, those you encounter, those who you cross. We've got something we want to release fairly soon, but it shows Our Lady wants her work outside of the church. And people that's going to church needs conversion, yes, but they're believers. They already believe. What she wants us as her apostles is on the streets, in the workplace, at the stores, at the event maybe you're attending, whatever you, whatever you may be doing throughout your day. You're to be church. More so than when you're at church. Because it's your church that you want people to attend. You may be the pastor temporarily. And for all you women who want to be priests, you might be the priest. That's one time you can act that way. Because the baptism says we're in the royal priesthood. That's your role. Not to change the priesthood in the Catholic Church. But we're commissioned by Our Lady as her apostles to really evangelize in a way that because we are church, people will be attracted to us. Especially when so much evil is sufficient for the day that's happening. People are looking, they're wondering, and they'll look up to people who live church throughout the day. So our lady said, the fruits of the family be seen one day is what she's after, what she seeks from us. And we have Sister Lucy saying the final battle is over the family. We're living in a very exciting time. A very intervention time from heaven. And how much are you participating in it? Or how much are you buying that Bruce Jenner is something else than what he was born? It's absurd. I've read very respectable people sympathizing with that. Sympathize because he's possessed and he needs an exorcism. Call on your bishops. Why are you not sending out your exorcist all over the place? Why is there not priests in Washington around Congress, four corners of Congress, doing an exorcism there? With what's coming to the Supreme Court, if I was a bishop, I would have bishop or priest flying in at expense of the diocese in Washington and have them standing on the four corners of the Supreme Court with an exorcism prayer, all four of them. Schedule them out there. 24-7, constantly praying. If I could think of that, and I think that's a pretty good idea, it's not my idea, it's a reasoned idea of scriptures, 
that this is what you're supposed to do when you see something the devil's working on, and the devil wants to destroy the family, and they're ruling on a case in the next couple of weeks, how can you not come to a reason to do that? Why are our bishops not doing that? Would it make look we're extreme? No. You're going the extreme the other way and non-confronting. You're birthing this. And if we lose this case, I blame it squarely on the shoulders of the bishops. Because you could have done something. I'm yet to hear hardly anything other than, oh, I guessed it. So scared they're going to offend somebody. Offend. What's wrong with us? Why are we so weak? Why is it that we sit there with our hands underneath our legs, sitting on them? There's, don't want to sound pessimistic about this, but you've given a lot of different, especially over the last several months, a lot of different direction about what needs to happen based in Our Lady's messages. And you continually go back to the bishops and what the church needs to do. And just, you know, I just recently read in a Catholic newspaper that was speaking about this whole issue with abomination and bringing it up in some kind of conference or something. I don't don't even remember the context of it. But it said they're looking for a way of, this is paraphrasing it from Catholic news services, I think, but looking for a way of upholding Catholic teaching while respecting the rights of these abominable people. So I I don't suspect that the issue, the thing with the exorcism and stuff, and again, I don't want to sound pessimistic, I don't suspect that that's going to happen, that they're going to do that. And so what then? What then now when we know that the Supreme Court is going to rule in this case, we know that there are other issues that are coming up, and most likely the bishops are probably not going to do anything about it. We've got to stand up ourselves. We've got to campaign for all the Protestant churches, all all churches that were printing a flyer now. And on that flyer, I said a few weeks ago on the radio, our response is, marriage is barred for everyone other than one man and one woman. It's exclusive. It's an exclusionary covenant. Marriage is discriminatory by its very nature, by natural law. It cannot be changed. Therefore, we will discriminate. This is our response. We discriminate against prisoners or people who jaywalk. We've made a decision that this is not good for society or for protection even of the individual. And we can't do it for the family. We can't have enough intelligence, not intelligentsia, but common sense intelligence to know this doesn't work, can't work, and we'll destroy everything. I think most people, though, think that they're in the minority that they're that, not. that they're that they're the only voice that that thinks this way and and I know you wrote in uh, I believe it was something in the air that people had to get over the psychology of non-involvement and I think there's probably a lot of that people think well I'm probably the only person that thinks this way and if I go out and do something or say something people are going to think that I'm crazy we're standing up I've written just call to higher truth which is very strong I've spoken about the bishops. We did RIP Ireland, and everybody needs to be promoting this one CD, this show that we did um, a couple, three weeks ago. And, and yes, I blast the Archbishop of Ireland. He's very responsible for this vote and being defeated. And we got to start putting the blame where it is. Respect the office. But we just removed two bishops in the United States just this past week because they didn't handle the last scandal properly. And the reason they're doing that is because of the response of the people. 
I'm fed up with it. This, this non-involvement, this non-confrontation is letting these people roll over the top of us. And they say, oh, we respect every individual. Every individual is respected as an individual person. Why would they not be? But when you start getting in my face and you start telling me you're going to accept this, then my respect level goes way down because I don't have to tolerate that. And neither does a bishop or us on the streets or whoever's in the pew. We're so stupid that we're scared we're going to offend somebody when they're the ones that's offensive. What they're doing and what they're calling for is very, very offensive. So we're losing confidence in the church. A study showed, not a study, but um, a poll, I think it was by Gallup. Yeah, it was Gallup. It says 42% express confidence in organized religion, down from 55%. It's fallen. And that's not everything. Americans are losing confidence in everything. Only 8% have confidence in Congress. That's down 16 points from a long-term average of 24%. The lowest of all institutions. Do you wonder why that is? 33% have confidence in the presidency, a drop from a historical average of 43%. Why is that happening? Well, he's for all this garbage. He's degraded. He has demeaned the presidential office and the statute of the greatness, one of the most powerful positions in the whole world. The only thing that rivals it is the position of the Pope. 32% have lost confidence in the Supreme Court, down from 44%. Why is all this falling? Because confidence is falling in our institutions. There's nothing we're going to have, even in the church. It's down from 55%, down to 44%. Organized religion, or rather 42%. 28% have confidence in banks, down from 40%. So we're losing confidence in banks. That means we're going to crash. So that's pretty incredible. That's like 72% don't have no confidence in the banks now. That's prime and dangerous for people to lose faith in the dollar. 21% have confidence in big business, down from 24%. 24% have confidence in organized labor, down from 26%. 24% have confidence in newspapers, down from 32%. 21% have confidence in television news, down from 30%. The police also have, and this is dangerous. This is anarchy. This is bred by Obama. Every time something happens, he comes and raises in on it. Well, we're going to do a study. We're going to see what the, we're going to do this. Give me a break. The police have experienced a drop of public esteem by, with 52% of Americans saying they are confidence with the police down from 57%. These stats tell a lot of stories of what's going on. This study says Americans continue to show lower levels of confidence in most of the major institutions central to U.S. society. Only the military and small business gets ratings in 2015 that are above their historical level. Isn't that amazing? Just two things, the military and small business. Because what? It's what Ali is showing us. We're going to small communities. That's where you have credibility. 72% of Americans express confidence in our U.S. military. 
These things speak to us real clearly. And I'll tell you who's going to have the most confidence is Our Lady. She's got the plan. She's coming here showing us what to do. We got, we're up in our confidence in us. We're growing. People's confidence in us are growing. Why is that? Because we're associated with Our Lady. Okay, so we're a religious institution in that sense. We're a small group of people who want to live our faith. We want to repent when we need to. We want to offer sacrifices. We want to live our latest messages. And our base is growing. This last thing with Ireland. They didn't say the bishops were the voice. They said, you here are our voice. You're the only voice for us. People's confidence is increasing. And increasingly we hear from our phones and from the letters and those we contact with, the people who come to us. You're my hope. No, if you say you're my hope, it's because our hope here is Our Lady. We're transferring what she's doing for us to you. And maybe we got the luxury and the privilege and the, sac- the great grace of walking all day long with her, looking at what she's doing, studying her, printing about her, living a life about her, that we can say this is how it's done because it will be duplicated because when you go down from 24% or 30% to, to 8% for Congress, when those things are zero, you have anarchy. What's going to be stable? What's going to be important? Those things that are strong. Our U.S. military still is the strongest military in the world. It's weakening. Obama's doing everything he can to destroy it. And I can say, and I know, because they can't speak about the commander-in-chief, and they won't as soldiers, that there's very little confidence in their commander-in-chief. So that's eroding. So where are we headed? We're headed for the one hope that God sends to the world every day. It's not enough to listen to these programs on the second of the month. What we did, you'll know what to do. That's the last show we did. Or RIP Ireland, or the ones about Satan's Eucharist and all the millions of people. You have to re listen to these things. You have to learn them. It's not just say, oh, that was something interesting to learn. Make this your mentality. When people want to brainwash somebody, they do what the schools do, they repeat the lesson over and over and over. Our lady doesn't want to brainwash you, but she wants to change your mentality. Because you are brainwashed, you're a product of the society and the news and what it tells you, and you're programmed, and she wants to wash you of that. And to do that, you can't just listen to something one time or read a message one time. Read every day my messages and turn them into life, she said. Well, they say the same old thing, most people think. We're the first ones that broke this. I'm not saying this is a bragging point. I want to go back down to the point that I discovered the messages put them into my life and just start telling people what happened to me and my life. And a few others followed, a few more followed them, and it's expanding. We're on to something because we're into Our Lady and on to her. And if you want to be in the future, if you want future, you have to get into this. So don't just read the the books that we put out one time or something we put out. I've already read it. Higher, go into our truth, just put out. Needs to be put out, it needs to be read and studied. It needs to be so learned by you, you'll know how to react to your bishop. Or somebody comes to you and says, well, this is heretical, you'll, you'll be able to refute that. Because Our Lady doesn't want to be in the church. She doesn't want Medjugorje approved. She doesn't want to disapprove. She doesn't want to be underneath the confines of the church because they squash it. 
You say, that can't be. Why'd she appear outside of Fatima? And not a church. Because she wanted to be free. Why'd she appear outside in a grotto in Lourdes? Very Catholic area. Because she didn't want to be stifled. Why'd she appear to Guadalupe on a mountaintop? To a man who was not in the church or clergy. Why is Lassalet the same thing? And on and on and on with their apparitions. Because even in time with the apparitions, they come underneath the church and they get stifled and they get squashed and they get killed. But this is one apparition. This is one series of apparitions. The last apparitions, the Our Lady is not going to put herself underneath the church. And that's why she moved in her first apparition to a mountain. And when they asked her to go to the church, she hesitated, not because she's undecisive. She hesitated because she knew what would happen there. And to the authority, they ordered her, as the bishop ordered her out, rightly so, out of the church. Then they, she went to the parish house. Then the bishop finds out, orders him out of the parish house. I lady didn't want that. She will, God wants us out on the mountain. Get it back outside. Now I don't need the confines of the church. So then they go to the choir loft. Bishop finds out about that. He's, to the bishop's authority, his right to do so, orders it out of the church. They go back to the homes. They go back to the mountains where they're supposed to be, where our lady's free. That's why she's happy in Yvonne's apparition. Yvonne said, I think it was last year, you can't even, it's indescribable how happy our lady was. 10-minute apparitions, 15-minute apparitions, angels coming with them. Doesn't that speak to you? You've read these things. Those people, I just heard somebody big in the miserable movement. Somebody gave me something they, they put out. Perhaps I rose bigger than we thought. Where have you been? Our lady said 25, 30 years ago. You can't comprehend the greatness of your role. I saw it then. That's why Caritas is what it is now. That's why we are where we are. I'm not saying this boasting about us, like St. Paul says. It's not self-boasting. It's about you get on board. You give your everything. Fund this mission. We're black hole. Whatever comes in, goes out. And I'm not saying this for a funding campaign. But we need that. Because we got a lot of work to do. We've got the whole world to evangelize. And at least put us there in square square A for that position to evangelize. And what you're saying is so much just like God to do. We know from Catholic history that the Virgin Mary was brought to the temple at age three, the temple that belonged to the church that God established, and God pulled Our Lady out of that temple into the structure of a family in order to send His Messiah. So it shows you that historically God has always brought, when He's wanting to deliver a plan of salvation, He brings this, He brings what was in the church outside of the church in order to renew the church, to start something new, to fulfill something that He had already promised from before. So what a friend of Medjugorje is telling you is just like God, historically, is just the way God would do it. And so, again, what he was, what a friend of Medjugorje mentioned about you have to listen to these shows more than once. I can tell you, before coming to Caritas, I remember listening to some of these talks from a friend of Medjugorje over and over and over and over and over again, where I could memorize them and probably repeat them back to you from the beginning. And I could tell you to repeat one word or one line to someone to see their eyes light up from one thing you said that you copied or plagiarized or whatever else you want to call it from listening to these broadcasts or listening to these shows 
you will see people being enlightened. You'll see people coming to truth. And so just recently, a friend of Medjugorje published, We Must Go to a Higher Truth. We're being told from people all over the world. You can go to Medjugorje.com, scroll down to the bottom, and look at those comments that go from all over the whole world, people saying that it is the best thing they've ever read, that it is confirming them in their position, that they feel stronger, that they feel empowered. And he's a friend of Medjugorje is saying what everybody feels in their hearts but don't have the words to be able to formulate to say what it is that they need to say. And so that's why it's important that you go back and listen and reread these things over and over and over again. Again, one more example, just spoke with a contractor uh, recently who has all the radio shows loaded on his phone. Every day he randomly pulls up some show and just listens to some show randomly. And when he's done with one, one, he randomly pulls up another one. All day long he listens to Radio Wave all day long, one show after another after another. And so is he Catholic? He's Catholic, and he said, "I want to get these in me." Those were his words. "Quote: I want to get these shows in me." And so that's something that you can do. It's very easy for you to do. And if there if there's any um, questions about how you can do that, you can always call us here. We'll help you set that up so that you can be listening to these shows repeatedly over and over and over again. Don't think I'm against the church. I'm a Christian. Our lady said, "Our lady didn't say I'm a Catholic." She says, I'm a Christian, and I myself say that I'm a Christian. She says, holy martyrs died witnessing. I happen to practice my Christianity as a Catholic, which I love, which I'm obedient to, and which I would die before I'd ever reject it. But Our Lady didn't come to be underneath the church. Medjugorje is not to be confined underneath that. Medjugorje is to be free. And wherever they go, the visionaries are told not to go places. Nobody can stop them from going to a field. Nobody can stop them from going to a mountaintop. Nobody can stop them to go to somebody's houses or even to a mosque. They're free. A bishop can forbade them in a church. But don't you see what's happening? A lady doesn't want to be there in the church. Why? Because Maria was going to be a nun. It took a while. And she, a lady didn't condemn that. She says, that would be good, but one must pray what God's will is. Visca wanted to be a nun. Neither one of them. Even I wanted to be a priest. And that didn't work out. You think that's probably a lady molded them to come and form their free will to show, oh, don't do that. Why? Because if they'd gotten in a convent, if they'd gotten in the seminaries, goodbye apparitions. In fact, Ivan's apparitions did cease. Except once a week, I think it was. And so you say, Oh, this is not real. You, you're not real. You don't look at reality. We just got there reading about this Cardinal Carlio. He's a cardinal. He says he wrote to Sister Lucia Fatima through her bishop as I couldn't do so directly. Think about that. This cardinal has to go to a bishop. He's a cardinal. He has to go to the bishop because he can't go directly to Sister Lucy. And he only asked for prayers. And you think the you think Sister Lucy wasn't frustrated with the church? She'd asked for the consecration and it happened so Russia wouldn't do it. And she sees the whole world falling apart. And she, the bishops won't consecrate Russia. This went all the way up through decades of her life. She's begging Jesus in the 1950s about the bishops well, they won't do it. And I can tell you, she was frustrated, maybe angry. How do I know that? Well, 
The cardinal says, Carlo, Carlo said he had to write directly, or couldn't do it directly, and he only asked for prayers. But you know what happened? The bishop said, okay, she can do that. She got a foot in the door, Lucy, cracked the door open, and amazingly, she had an opportunity to say something because she saw the Virgin Mary. She has so much on her heart that she wants to express, and she squashed because she's in a convent and she can't speak. And he says, I didn't expect an answer, seeing that I had only asked for prayers. I received a very long letter with her signature. Now it's in the Institute. See, she got the, she got the permission to speak, and she just let it out. And you think, what I've already said about Maria and all them, would be able to speak in the convent. Oh, he has a lot to say. And this is not to be confined underneath the Catholic Church. The authority of it. Except where it's jurisdiction inside the church, which I don't want to be there. It's very evident. How many people could have talked to Lucy and gone into some deep things and we would have known more information that we'll never, ever have? And you think Maria, what we've learned her about from her about Our Lady, and what Visca, what we've learned about Our Lady, and through Yvonne, that we just want to restrict them down just giving the messages out? I will do everything I can to fight that, and I won't do it. Whatever we have, whatever we know, and Our Lady's personality outside the messages has come through these visionaries. And don't buy into it that a bishop our priest can stop that. If Maria goes out on the streets and she wants to start talking about that, she has every right to do. That's her freedom as a Christian. There's no jurisdiction to be restricted. It's not available in the church, except if it's condemned. And you've heard me say, I dare anybody to condemn it. Go ahead. So here's a cardinal saying, I couldn't do so directly. And then what kind of information could we have had from Lucy? Because the little blips we see from Lucy, Lucia, was incredible things. I have another cardinal in 1993 did an interview. Unbelievable stuff. She says, don't think the Jews are not God's people. World War II was a, was a war against God's people, the Jews. I never knew that before. That's a, a tremendous insight. That says a lot about Fatima. And we want to comply and just lay over where the church is saying it's not approved. That don't mean nothing. Nothing. So don't go buy into these lies. Nor that people do things and think they're whatever they are because they possess or kill people. You need to have a sharp eye, a sharp mentality, and a whole lot of common sense, which means having a whole lot of Jesus in you. Because there's a lady who says, my son is the light of salvation and common sense. Jesus didn't have a degree. He didn't, never spoke about theology. René Laurentin, he had an interview. He's been here. We're friends. I've known him through the years. I've been in his library in France. Foremost marinologist in the world. He said if Lourdes was happening today, it would never be approved because the commissioners and the people, they approach this with the mentalities that make it impossible to do so. But this is good. This is good in the sense because we don't want Medjugorje approved. We don't want to disapprove. Because one way or the other, that gives jurisdiction. Our Lady wants to be 
our work outside the church. And that's why she says, I'm raising up my apostles. And you pray for those my son chose who are the shepherds of the church. Why? Because they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And they'll do it through what we do, through being convicted. So quit sitting on your hands. Quit thinking you have to wait for something to happen and act. Because we're out of time. Remember our lady's messages, all of them are to be proactive. There's nowhere in the messages. She says, well, you can read these messages or you can start putting them in your life. Wait, wait till the church approves it. Everything in them is saying, do not wait. Do not waste time. Be ready. You're not time's master. You understand when you get to heaven why I'm so pressed. On and on and on. And you want to wait? And you want to cow down when somebody says, hey, we can't do this? Stand up for a lady. The spotlight's on her from heaven. So I end with this. It's evident. It's very clear. And what, what we were about to release is going to show that. That our lady's plans is to be on the Mount of Beatitudes like her son, speaking in the places of where she's free to speak, on the mountains, in the fields, the visionaries in the streets. You stand up for that. You follow that. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics show with a friend of Medjugorje. To listen or download free, go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, the left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.